Hello, Kyla Powers Radio. Uh, Before this piece comes on that I found connecting a lot of characters that we're seeing in the news that are on the scene, political scene, um, the perspective of the gentleman that's doing the video is definitely anti-Trump. I am not anti-Trump. I do not agree with what he's saying at all. Um, obviously, you can see his his bias um, in what he's saying. But then there's there's some other parts of it where he he is bringing in some parallels, some names that are in the song that you're like, how did how could somebody know about these names this far in advance? You know, like, is Freddie Mercury a time traveler? Like, how does he know this kind of stuff? So, um, for, you know, conservatives, Trump supporters, I don't agree with what the hell he's saying. But I think that there is enough interesting tidbits to think about from the song with people that we're looking at today that it's worth listening to. Um, But this is definitely a, a, I'm telling you, He's extremely, I mean, it's like hearing a lyric breakdown on CNN or something like that. Um, anybody who's in the middle, you know, it just, isn't it interesting how you get perspective and you can see the slant though, when people say that they don't have bias and and yet they don't see how biased it really is. You can really, really hear it. It's so harsh. I was just so excited to think that somebody knew what a scaramouche was in the 70s. I like I was just in my head. I was just just reliving SNL scenes of Scaramucci that I, I couldn't I didn't even hear him say all those, you know, mean Trump references. But um, it is interesting. Got to look at everything. And um, if you know the truth and you stand by somebody, then doesn't matter what anybody says about them bad. You just, you know, you shake it off. That's what you do when anybody's like, you know, talking about any of your friends. You just got to just say, oh, OK, whatever. But it's good to know what people are saying, isn't it? It's good to know. Anyway, I just thought that that was really interesting how he. He he linked those names to current times. So I'm just bringing it to you because it's relevant. But um, definitely ignore ignore the the hateration. Okay, here it comes. It is interesting. It is worth listening to, even if you're a Trump fan. And you know what? This is what I always say. It doesn't matter what side you're on. Listen to everything that you can to to see what people are saying and how they think so you can say this it's my favorite part
talk this week about a song that's been on everyone's mind, Bohemian Rhapsody, the 1975 hit by the rock group Queen, written by Freddie Mercury. Although it was a huge smash when it came out, the public was just confused by the song's operatic midsection, where the band shouts the word Scaramouche, Scaramouche. For years, the song's lyrics made no sense to anyone. 
until this week when Anthony Scaramucci burst onto and then promptly back off of the political scene, turning a White House that was already in crisis into an out-and-out operatic parody of itself. Suddenly, everyone is thinking about this song. It appears that the late, great Freddie Mercury was, not unlike Nostradamus, ahead of his time and far more prescient than his small-minded contemporaries could ever understand. In fact, I think that Mr. Mercury was desperately trying to tell us something. He was, in his own artistic way, trying to warn us about the future presidency of Donald J. Trump. Let's take a closer look at Freddie's predictive powers. I see a little silhouette of a man. This is a reference to Donald Trump's first appearance at the Republican convention, where he famously materialized on stage in a cheesy backlit silhouette of smoke. Notice that Freddie begins his sentence by saying, I see a little silhouette. He is seeing into the future, and the first vision that comes to him is a silhouette of a strange little man, a dangerously strange little man. This is the most obvious reference in the song. Everyone seems to be in agreement that this is a clear prediction of Anthony Scaramucci. Will you do the fandango? The fandango is a dance. The question is being posed to Scaramucci, will you do the dance? The dance around the truth that everyone in the White House is required to make these days. Thunderbolt and lightning, very, very frightening me. Here we have a reference to North Korea. The increasing threat of their ballistic missiles coming at the U.S. like a thunderbolt has become indeed very, very frightening. But why very, very frightening me? Okay. Let's see what that was about. That rock stars never use incorrect grammar unless there's a very good reason. There is only one possible explanation. When Mercury sings me, he isn't referring to himself. He isn't using a pronoun. He is using an acronym. In Washington lingo, the initials M-E stand for military expenditure, a technical term for the military budget, which has, under the Trump administration, increased to the level of very, very frightening indeed. So Mercury here is referring to the disturbingly large military budget created as a response to North Korea. Well predicted, Mr. Mercury. In this passage, we hear the public crying out in various voices for a great scientist, Galileo. The people are hungering for a champion of science in a land ruled by science deniers. The mention of the name Figaro is a perplexing one. It could be an allusion to Rossini's Barber of Seville, referring to the fact that the president badly needs his hair restyled. But I believe that it is actually an allusion to the animated character of Figaro, the cute little cat from the 1940 Disney movie Pinocchio. Figaro is Geppetto's pet and is described by Wikipedia as, quote, a spoiled cat who is prone to jealousy, unquote. Pinocchio is, of course, a story about a puppet that wants to be taken seriously as a real person. Could Freddie Mercury's Pinocchio, in fact, be Donald Trump, who famously told Hillary Clinton, I'm not the puppet, you're the puppet? So if annoying little Figaro is jealous of the puppet, then this may very well be a prediction of Ted Cruz. Here we should be careful to not read too much into things. Magnifico oh, 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 is simply Donald Trump interjecting what he thinks of himself. I'm just a poor boy and nobody loves me. He's just a poor boy from a poor family. Here Freddie Mercury displays his sense of humor. It's an ironic depiction of Trump, who is obviously not a poor boy at all. He is in fact the opposite of a poor boy, from the opposite of a poor family, who claims to represent the voice of such people. This is simply a way of depicting how Donald Trump has become weary of the hassle of being the leader of the free world. He thought it would be easier. He wishes to be spared from the monstrosity that has become his tumultuous administration. Easy come, easy go, 
tell you, let me go. Easy Come, Easy Go is a portrayal of Trump's attitude about his own presidency. He never expected to be elected president, but he became the president by essentially a mishap. It was all easy come for him. Now that he is the president, he could take it or leave it. He needs the hassles like a hole in the head. Easy Come, Easy Go. Most Americans have no idea what this word means. Bismillah, an Arabic word, is actually the first word in the Quran. So, oh. Bismillah, we will not let you go, is simply Trump's way of saying, Muslims, we will not let you go to America. Oh. A poetic but chillingly prophetic way of referring to Trump's Muslim travel ban. I thought it was like the Arab point the let go motif takes on a different meaning to let someone go is a euphemism for firing them as in you've done a fabulous job but we're letting you go you're fired in this sequence donald trump a man who himself rose to fame on letting people go now becomes the center of a debate between two competing voices arguing over whether or not to tell president trump you're fired the high-pitched voices of the democrats demand of trump let him go while the more manly republican voices insist no they will not let him go they want him to stay at all costs in the White House. This is simply the reaction that millions of Americans had on November 8th as the election results unfolded. No, 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 no! Oh, mama mia, mama mia! Another obvious reference to Anthony Scaramucci. Enough said about that. Who could Beelzebub be? In this case, Beelzebub refers to the character in the White House most often associated with Satan, Steve Bannon. Ah. So if Beelzebub slash Steve Bannon has a devil put aside, who is this devil that Bannon wants to have put aside? Most scholars believe that this may be Jared Kushner, a pesky rival of Bannon's, someone by whom Bannon has been bedeviled and whom he would very, very much like to push aside. From here on, we hear a series of outrageous grievances, each one referring to a different Trump associate who has been wronged by him. The first one, so you think you can stone me and spit in my eye, is a depiction of Michael Flynn, who was thrown under the bus, unceremoniously fired, and blamed for the entire Russia problem, figuratively stoned and spat upon. So you think you can love me and leave me to die? Here we have a complaint from another Trump associate, Attorney General Jeff Sessions, who at first was loved by the administration, but now seems to be left twisting in the wind to die a political death. Who could this be? Who would refer to the president as baby? There's only one person, Melania Trump. Poor Melania Trump, who never asked to be the first lady, resents having the spotlight unfairly thrust upon her, and is reluctant about the entire thing. She is telling the president, you can't do this to me, baby. You can't make me be the first lady. Some believe this is a foretelling of Sean Spicer, who took one look at Scaramucci and said, I'm getting out, I'm getting right out of here, and could barely wait to quit the White House. However, most scholars have misunderstood this lyric. With all the guitars and drums competing with the vocals, it's easy to assume Mercury is singing, just gotta get right out of here. He is not. Isolate the vocal track, and one can clearly hear that he is actually singing, just gotta get Reince out of here. Who? This made no sense. Until recently, when Reince Priebus was forced to resign by, you guessed it, Anthony Scaramouche, Scaramouche, Scaramucci. What a chillingly accurate prediction. And I'm telling you, I keep seeing videos saying 
Nothing really matters. What's that about? Nothing really matters. Nothing really matters to me. Uh, oh, God, excuse me. Could this be another chilling prediction of the Trump White House's complete lack of ethics? As the lyrics warn us, nothing really matters as far as this president is concerned. Not facts, not truth, oh, no. not integrity, no, not character, didn't. not even the country. I wouldn't say None that. of these matter to him. I was going to say maybe they've already planned it. And that's why maybe they're trying to say nothing matters because they're going to do what they're going to do anyway. This quote anyone can see. Any way the wind blows is a description like of a flag in the wind that flops around whichever way the wind happens to be blowing. An apt metaphor for a president who seems to have no semblance okay, of predictability. I'm skip over that. With hindsight, we all owe Freddie Mercury an apology. At the time, many of us dismissed him as a flamboyant, kooky artist, but clearly the man was a misunderstood Cassandra. Cro I wasn't alive. I can, I'm not no part of that. The truth and a wilderness of fools who didn't understand. We're sorry, Freddie. And from now on, we will take Queen songs more seriously. Perhaps we should look more closely at Queen's other compositions and how they might have also predicted the rise and fall of the Trump presidency. Hello? in chronological order. Y'all better look, start looking at these song lyrics. Y'all better wake it up. We are the champions. Don't stop me now. Under pressure. Keep yourself alive. And finally, wait for it. Another one bites the dust. Until next time, ciao, baby. Kyla Powers Radio, y'all better wake it up. They're trying to tell us this stuff forever. More on that later. Kyla Powers, there's some vocal stuff today. Ask just about anybody who the best singer in rock history is, and they'll probably all give you the same answer. Freddie Mercury. His astounding vocals were at the center of Queen's sound and a big reason why they were one of the most critically and commercially successful bands of all time. Vocal quality can often seem to come down to opinion and these debates can often get really contentious, but it seems at least to me like there's a universal love for Freddie's voice. So why is that? Let's take a closer look. Website. One of the first things that people will talk about when it comes to Freddie Mercury's singing is his range. He allegedly had a range from a low F2 to a soprano F6. This is what that looks like on a musical staff. And here's what the low end sounds like in All Dead, All Dead. Now is he singing about the president? That might bite the dust. Uh, we gotta look at these song lyrics here. You can hear the upper end of Freddie's vocals in this astounding moment from Under Pressure. That kind of range is impressive enough on its own, but Freddie knew how to use it. Monserrat Caballet is a Spanish Caballet. opera singer who recorded an album with Mercury. She said that she was floored by the way Freddie could move around within that giant range. He also had a great musicality. His phrasing was subtle, delicate, and sweet, or energetic and slamming. 
He was able to find the right coloring or expressive nuance for each word. Listen for the color, nuance, and performance in Somebody to Love. Every day, I worked like my boss. Uh. At the end, I take home my comes out of Freddie's mouth is carefully placed and belies the emotion of the song. The wide array of influences in Queen's music helped Mercury display the versatility of his voice. Their music was informed by hard rock and musical theater, by gospel and disco, it was all over the map. And each of these styles has different vocal traits that Mercury was able to inhabit flawlessly. Listen for the way he can belt it out on the hard rock banger, Tie Your Mother Down. But his vocals feel equally at home in the rockabilly tune, Crazy Little Thing Called Love. How about the operatic interlude and in innuendo? You can't be anything you want to be. Just turn yourself into anything you think that you could ever be. Be free with your tempo. Be free, be free. Surrender your ego. Be free, be free to yourself. Freddie Mercury can slip in and out of genre seamlessly and sound perfectly comfortable in all of them. In 2016, a group of researchers published a study on Freddie Mercury's voice. That study found a few things about him. The first is that while Freddie frequently sang in the tenor register, his natural voice was actually a baritone. It seemed like no trouble at all for Freddie to jump out of his natural range for most of his career. What's more impressive that the researchers discovered is his vibrato. A vibrato is a regular pulsating change in pitch that adds some expression and texture to an instrument or vocal. Usually, a vocal vibrato moves between the frequencies of 5.4 Hz and 6.9 Hz. The study found that Mercury's went as high as 7.04 Hz. Researcher Christian Herbst said, on top of this, his vibrato was more irregular than others. He said this creates a kind of vocal fingerprint that really helped Mercury's voice stand out. If you want to hear the vibrato in action, check out We Are The Champions. I paid my dues Time after time I've done my sentence But committed no crime The study was also interested in the grit and growl that Mercury could add to his voice. You can hear that in songs like I Want to Break Free. I want to break free By filming the larynx of a singer imitating Mercury, they were able to see what his voice was doing. Ooh. They discovered that he was using something called subharmonics, which not only used the vocal folds, but also a body part called the ventricular the folds. folds yeah. These tissues don't tend to get used in speaking or classical singing, but they're actually part of what gives Tuvan throat singing its unique sound. It's impossible to know whether Freddie was consciously doing this or it was just his natural instinct, but it's equally impressive either way. 
And of course, I couldn't end this video without talking about Bohemian Rhapsody. The song is Mercury's opus, and that's because it combines everything that makes Freddie great. The song is filled with harmonies that show off the range of Freddie's voice all at once. Though the video shows the band members singing, the opening of the song is a five-part harmony that's all multi-track recordings of Freddie. As we move into the ballad, we get a look at the color and emotion that Mercury can bring to a song. Every word is carefully placed and emphasized to augment the poignant lyrics. Mama, life Then we get to the iconic operatic midsection. In this section we see how well Freddie's voice meshes with the rest of his band, and how he's able to jump from innocent to sinister. I see a little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, Scaramouche, will you do the bandango? Thunderbolt and lightning, very, very frightening me. Galileo. As it climaxes, we break seamlessly into gritty, aggressive, hard rock vocals. So you Finally, we cut to a fragile, emotional outro, closing out as Freddie's harmonies wash over us once more. Bohemian Rhapsody is a great example of why Freddie is so revered. It shows his versatility and his immense talent. But if you really want to appreciate Freddie, you can't just stop there. Take a dive into Queen's back catalogue, and you'll really appreciate why Freddie Mercury was a true rock legend. Hey everyone, thanks so much for watching this video. I hope you enjoyed that. That is from... Uh a channel called polyphonic polyphonic all right not trying to do queen overload but i think i might have found something else interesting freddie mercury talking about turning 70 years old was he 70 when he was 20 is he a time traveler what's going on let's find out this is uh 70th birthday tribute. Be very modest, but very true. I'm the nicest person you could meet, my dear. But it's just that I'm handicapped because I have to sort of virtually fight my so-called stage persona. Fighting is like I created a monster. I mean, I build myself up, but then I have to find somebody to accept that in terms of a relationship. It's very hard. Let them tell you you're boring, you know. You say, oh my God, you're boring, you're not saying a thing. I love it. Two years ago, somebody said, you're boring. I would go, oh, man. So now I say, yes, I am boring. Sorry, I can't understand. I like the whole world to listen to my music, and I want anybody and everybody to come and listen to me 
and, and look at me when I'm playing. In the end, I just uh, do things uh, very genuinely, whatever I feel. My music is not channeled into any category. I want everybody to listen to it. I don't write music for just Japanese or just the Germans. Or it's for everybody. Music is limitless. This is how I and feel. And sometimes when they get too close, it's also colorless. They seem to destroy me, I don't know, maybe it's my nature or whatever, and uh, when they get too close, they seem to tread all over me, and when I lay myself bare, it just seems to be my downfall. Maybe it's my nature, maybe it's, uh, maybe that's my role in life. I live life to the full. Uh, every day is flashing for me. And no one's gonna stop me, honey. <laughs> I did my diploma in graphics illustration, so I was going to be a, a graphics illustrator, you know, I was just, obviously I, I can paint and, and do that, but while I was through, while I was going through college, I mean, I was very interested in music, so I joined other bands and I got to know Brian and Roger. Basically, when, when it comes to a relationship, it doesn't matter who you are, if you're the Queen of England or, or Mary Potts from Bogner, it, it doesn't, when it comes to love and a relationship, you're equal. If all my money ended tomorrow, I would still be the same person. I'm not scared of doing what I want to do. Before, I'd sort of hide in my past. So like when I went out, I had to sort of try and perform a little as well and say, like, uh, not letting them down. And the thing of like, because Freddie Mercury, I don't know what, what it means, but, but he had to react in a certain way, what the, what the press had told people. And a lot of the times I used to do that so that, that, uh, that I was actually living in a way, living a false image of myself, you know, and uh, now I'm not worried. So, I mean, if I make a fool of myself, you know, if I fall into a dustbin, which I have many times, I don't worry about the fact that, uh, and so I'm having a good time. The price of fame, they tell me. I'd like to feel that I'm just being my honest self and I don't give a shit about what other people say. Usually, the way I write is I get the sort of melody first, because that's the most important. It comes easier to me anyway. I work out the melody, I work out the song structure, and then somehow the words fit in afterwards. Lyrically, I'm, I'm very bad, actually. I really have to work. Especially my songs, I mean, they don't state very categorically. I mean, they're very sort of, they can, they can go into different sort of areas. And I like that, actually. I mean, it's, it's a nice escape for me, from the writer's point of view, but I think from the listener's point of view, it's nice that they can make up different interpretations. I don't want to change the world. I don't want to talk about peace or any any kind of sort of political content because I just don't feel I'm motivated that way. I think in the end being natural and being, being actually genuine is, is what wins. Uh, what do you like best about the success you've attained? The money. I'm a true romantic, yeah. just like Rudolf Valentino. I'm a human being, you know, and I'd, I'd like people to realize the fact that I'm a human being. Now the most important thing to me is to be happy, to be honest, to have fun. The moment I leave, no, I just want to come back home again. You know, I'm a trooper. He's, he's looking after me. I don't worry about my age because I know I look beautiful. Anyway, why should anybody worry about age? Because there's nothing to do about it. You can't get younger. Do you ever worry that you could end up a lonely, rich old man when you're 70? No, because I, because I would be dead long before that. 
So one more thing just occurred to me to prove something to people that think that everything is a conspiracy. Everything is a conspiracy theory. Uh, And that question is, if the music is all talking about cannibalism, if the movies are showing you nothing but cannibalism, if you know everything else that you know, Everybody knows about baby parts and McDonald's and, you know, black babies specifically in the Coke and the Pepsi and everything like that. If you know that that's true and you can confirm that in your mind, then why do you think that people that evil wouldn't be doing everything else that truthers are telling you about? You can't even question it. And yet you know that you can't question the morality of somebody that eats people. That's the thing. I just I just can't get past it. Once a person will eat somebody, what else will they not do? And the fact that there's so many people living in denial and they think that we're making it up. And they think that we're we're just being dramatic or whatever. It's real. These people rule through deception and through lies. Through They are liars. That is all we get on TV news. That is all propaganda is. That's all the, the entertainment is. Entertainment is propaganda to, to mess with your belief system about yourself, about your fellow citizens, about the, the planet you live on. They lied to us about the nature of the shape of the planet. I'm not going to get into that. But it's not what they've told us. Please, if you're a parent, this information that I'm providing of, of people that are providing the details... Please avail yourself of it. Weigh it in your heart. Don't just mindlessly listen. Test it. Investigate for yourself. Don't just listen to me. Don't just listen to these people. Weigh it in your heart. 
and then share it. That is with the American. If you don't know what to do, if you don't know what to do and you want to help liberate the world, the best thing that you can do is stay informed and red pill a person a day. See if you can do that is my challenge globally to the collective. Just one person a day. Or if it's a really, really difficult person like my dad, <laughs> I'm just kidding, then work on that one person. You got to apply, you know, Dick Cheney techniques, water torture, little bit drops every day until you counteract the fake narrative that they're getting on the news. Every time you get an article, show it to them. Every time, any kind of way you can sneak it in there, try to give them a glimpse of the truth. All right, we're going to get back in with American intelligence media. A little bit about the citizens demanding paper ballot recount. Task, Democrat manipulation of the House. Let's remember the House is where Imran Awan uh, was had access to 80 different members of the House, all, all Democrats, all based upon Nancy Pelosi, demanding that they have Imran Awan, the Pakistani spy, have complete control of all their codes, including the House Intelligence Committee. Andre Carter, we're not going to hear, we're going to hear from these people again, these complete bozos who are going to try to turn around what Devin Nunes did uh, in revealing the conspiracy for the attempted overthrow of Trump, both as a candidate and as a president. So what we're really seeing here is fantastically good news. Now, we predicted a red tsunami. There was. There was a huge red tsunami. And all we get to see is where the attention was focused. And where was the attention focused? On Trump. Every candidate, the Senate, Senate races that he went and supported in some of the uh, House races, those people flew to victory, but he couldn't focus on everyone. And so let's remember what we really have here. First, we had the historic number of people leave the Senate and the House. Why? Because Trump came to power. New sheriff in town who's going to actually have a rule of law and the lawlessness of Obama, Clinton, Bush, and the rest of the gang out the window. And you know what? Let me give some props to the president because... I know that he cares and stuff like that, but if he tries with too much fervor to do anything, then they're going to try to say that he's unbalanced. We've seen the whole game. So I understand why he has to play it very, very cool. I understand that, and he's really exercising great self-control. But somebody has got to rally these Americans out here. Somebody's got to give a sermon to these people to wake up some of these deadheads. So, okay, I'm nominating myself to do it. And I or I don't care what people think of me. I do not care at all. I'm not running for president. So whatever I have to do to reach people and, and try to stimulate some minds and some hearts and some spirits, I'm going to do it. Good spirits, by the way. I'm going to do it. But I do understand why Trump has to, you know, he really is the comportment that he's carrying himself with is that's that's exactly what is necessary. And he never lets them see him sweat. And it is fantastic. And that's why you have to have friends. That's why you have to have a super friends, because don't think that you don't have to have that person that stays up people's you know what. 
you have to have every kind of person on your team that is doing every single part of the job. Different parts of the job require different, uh, different energies and knowing when to do what. And that's why you that's why you want to have the super friends behind you. And I hope that's how President Trump thinks of all of these patriots that are out here and what we're doing. Everybody is different. Every every truth on here. I love everybody. I can't feature everybody, but I'm like I love that that we're not all just saying the same thing. That each person has a role in sifting and dissecting and and uh highlighting some point that we need to focus on and it's almost working as a beautiful organism the way that we're we're all working together and doing it is absolutely phenomenal it it really is impressive as a country i think that we, i think that we are impressive we the, you know what but anyway um I will concede that that <laughs> we are winning in that terms in terms of that that the way that we're doing this um I think we're earning back the respect for America, actually, and everything it is that we're doing. So um, whenever I say it's not about Trump, it's not that I'm, you know, not supporting or anything like that. I'm saying that I know that they try to use him as a divisive issue. And if we say, well, regardless of Trump, this is what's right. He's just doing what's right. So whether you like him or not, this has got to get done. Whether you like our party or not, whether you like us or not, it's not about identity or who you like. This isn't high school. This isn't kindergarten. This is about what is the law? People are breaking the law. And there seems to be a standard for some people who break the law and then another standard for others. And if they claim to be supporting black people and yet they're putting black people in jail for crimes that other people in their same party are doing and that our uh, uh, elites not going getting in trouble for the same stuff or worse things then you got to say how much can you how can how can you keep using they keep using the civil rights to give them some kind of and we fight for this and we they don't they're not fighting for black people black people if you walk away, the Democratic Party will spontaneously combust. And I'm not telling you who to join, but I'm saying walk away from the Democrats. They're not doing anything for you. And they're giving away everything that your ancestors, all the work, the unpaid labor that you did, they don't mind. They don't want to give it to you. But they're giving it away to people from foreign lands that haven't sown anything and didn't have one lash on their back. So think about that. Put that in your brain. And I know that a lot of you white people and other nationalities are smart enough to know that there, there is a power in the black community where, I hate to say it, we set trends. If we like something, if, if we put our stamp on it, it, it ha there's a spiritual power to it. There's a spiritual power to the black community. If we say something is good, something is right, a pair of sneakers, if we like it in the hood, it's going to sell out all over the world. If we want it, other people want it. If we like it, other people like it, you know, so let's. Let's use 
everybody on the team. You know, let's utilize, maybe start looking at black people as an asset. Instead of something that's bringing you down, you might want to look at their strengths. You know, and that's something that we do to each other where we like, well, you don't have this and you didn't do this. But what are they doing that's good? Do they have some essential piece that could be helpful right now in this particular situation? Not for all times, not in every situation, in this situation. How could black people help the liberation of America? And I'm telling you that we could. We could. Do not think that where the black heart and mind is, is not important. And right now, they've got older black Americans. Many of them see through it because you can't put anything past them. But many people are indoctrinated by the payoffs in certain communities And they've just heard this old rhetoric where they just go back to, in the name of Martin Luther King. How come every place that there is a Martin Luther King Boulevard in the United States is just as devastated as it was when he died? What What have they done for any of these people? And I'm not just talking about handouts. I'm talking about the way that the system is constructed. To keep people in a cycle. It's predictable. It's predictable. And there are ways of elevating people out of it. And number two. Let us not uh, overlook the power of the entertainment industry. And in imaging. And the way that blacks are depicted. To keep giving them reflection. I have yet to see a movie where a black person has any kind of real character or personality, any kind of perspective, anything about the world other than the color of their skin. As if you don't think about anything else, you're not about anything else, it's all about just getting laid, getting some money, or flossing, or whatever. There's so, there's such diversity within black people, all the diaspora, all over the world. We are scientists, we are doctors, we are mighty spiritual warriors, we are lawyers, we are artists. We have philosophers. We have rappers. I mean, real rappers that are more philosophical. We have all kinds of people all over the world. But the problem is you can't hear their voice. There's no venue for you to hear their voice. You, you, you're not going to see them. Because it, it's not making anybody money for you to know that they exist. They, didn't, they tried to hide my existence from the people, a different way of being. They don't want you to know. They don't want you to know. And you got to think, why is that? Why do they want to keep... Look at the movies that are made. Every movie is the butler or some freaking slave story about somebody getting beaten in the head. Uh, it's like some kind of 
lost in the hood. Now I'm upwardly mobile and I'm still, you know, who am I screwing? That, and that's the extent of it. Nothing deeper than that. Because they think that you, black people only have time to think about survival. Because the, the, the situation is so drastic that they don't, they don't think you should have time for anything else, to be worried about any other aspect of the human experience. And that's what they have planned for every human being. It's not even about color anymore. That's what they have planned for every human being on the planet of any color. And black people, as bad as you've had it, once they start kicking white people in the head, then you know all hope for yourself is lost. So you have to join the truth or community because you know it can't get any worse. It can't get any worse. So that's all I'm, I'm trying to say to you now is, you know, Look at the images that they have out there. Why don't you see any other kind of black woman out here but a woman that is concerned about how her butt looks or how her face looks or how anything else looks? Why aren't you hearing? For, you're only hearing and seeing a certain type of person. Do you really think that's because these other people don't exist or because there's no, there, there's no way for them to capitalize off of it? They don't want you to... Black people have been on this earth. We've been on this earth longer than any other race. Our story extends back further. And yet they want to think that we lived for hundreds of thousands of years in loincloth and did absolutely nothing until they found us in whatever continent, whatever narrative that they're following. And we know that they've they've had just this morning, they were showing rocks and all these, uh, uh, what do they call it? Um, aquaponics where where people were using advanced technology with with the earth and the natural uh climate and everything to provide all their needs their energy needs their water needs all of that they had that technology so something happened to disrupt that and we know that blacks were in europe if you look at the original flags Black people founded some of those countries. I'm talking even Scandinavian countries. People aren't ready to embrace that. Whatever. I don't care. But the point is, you're not getting any other part of the history of what black people have done. All of the inventions. We're gonna, I'm going to have episodes on this. The inventions of black people in the United States. Tremendous tremendous contributions and and why is it important am i just trying to big up black people no i'm saying the fact that you don't know that is why you don't know that that black person that lives across the street from you if you talk to them and you keep talking to them and you keep trying especially if you do it in church because i know that the black man does have a set a deep deep sense of spirituality i'm telling you that that could be the greatest asset to this country. If you can tap into this person and show them that you respect who they are, where they come from, and help them to even understand that that psychological warfare has been done on black people. We are the, the future victimization that could happen to human beings 
if, if the new world order gets in, black people have already been through it. How they treated black people in slavery, that's exactly what they got planned. That's what they got planned. So in having compassion for your fellow black person, you're saying, well, crap, that could be me if these people win. Maybe they know something about endurance. Maybe they know something about how to keep your head up when someone's foot is putting dirt in your eye. Maybe they know something about staying strong, staying encouraged, or, or, you know, just anything. How to make life not depressing. How to be in depressing circumstances and not get depressed. White people could learn that from black people. All the white people that are saying, oh, I'm so afraid. I can't think of a plan. I can't listen to Kyla Powers because it gives me edge and I can't. I need somebody to calm my spirit. Somebody find Osteen. Somebody find Eckhart Tolle. I can't. I can't take it. Somebody find Anthony Robbins. I need a dog biscuit. I can't. Anybody that's at that point. Some black people, you go to a black church for a day. You eat that food. You jump up and down. You, you sing it out. You will feel better. I could save you thousands of dollars in therapy. After every mother in the church pats you down and says, it's all right, baby, we're praying for you. And, they, and you have rigor mortis. You will feel, but you shake off those demon spirits. You will feel better. So there is a spiritual aspect that has been missing in the United States for a very long time. And what I'm saying is it could be there. But it's not being given a voice. It's not being seen. It is not a part of the larger narrative in a way that we can feel and see. When I, I don't know what the heck happened during the Obama years, but I know even during Bush, we used to have White House celebrations where you could get a nationalistic feeling. You could have, we, we, you have an understanding through the ceremony the spirituality of the ceremony of what it means to be an American on July 4th. What does that mean? We're taking a part of something. We are a part of something. We contribute to something, a national identity. Do you understand that somebody targeted that on purpose to try to destroy on purpose? And all of a sudden, it's maybe only black people or only country people, or only this and that. And so what we got is all of America looking at that like, well, that doesn't just, that doesn't speak to me. It feels like it's just those people, you know? And in doing that, that's what makes people feel isolated and not feel together and not understand how, how we have common goals and needs. That's how we started. We lost our feeling of nationalism. We, only this movement, this truther movement, this patriot movement is bringing us back. And, and so a lot of that anger that you see about at Donald Trump isn't even to Donald Trump. It's they're angry at that nationalism because they don't want us to have that American exceptionalism, uh, that, that, uh, that American whatever it is that we got they don't like it. They don't want to see it. When we say, oh, you say I can't, of course I'm going to do that. 
I can, I'm American. I'm Maverick. What the hell is wrong with you? You didn't see Top Gun? I can do that. You don't see my people in the Olympics killing it every year and we bring home all the goals? I'm freaking United States. They don't want to see that. They don't want to see that nationalism. They don't understand. Yes, the white-black connection. They don't understand. That makes us unique. Yes, we went through slavery. Yes, we still have racism. But there's, there's something unique when black and white Americans work together and you throw some Asians in, some Latinos in, some Indians in with that. You cannot beat it. We have something. We know how to work together. We know how to mobilize everybody like the super friends. Yeah, we got one of every kind that are coming for your ass. <laughs> I hate to say that like that. But it's so true. And we haven't had anybody to remind us because they want us to think that it's gone, that we forgot it. This music doesn't embrace it. These movies doesn't embrace it. They don't know who the hell we are. I'm telling you, they do not know who we are. They do not know. And every time they're attempting to tell us, oh, you're this now. Oh, no, you're this now. Oh, oh, you're confused now about your identity. And uh, if you don't try to cut your junk off, then you're not worth uh, two hoots to a hoonanny. No, we're fine. We're fine. We're all fine. Our gays are fine. Our trans people are fine. We, the whole human race doesn't have to all conform to one ideal. That's the problem. Where they're saying, well, you're all like this now. So everybody become a minion. No, we have diversity. Some women are like this. Some women are like that. I understand that. Some black people are like this. Some black people talk like that. Some white people eat like this. Some white people dress like that. We have diversity. Why do we all have to be the same? Even within our different demographics. Oh, well, you're not that if you're not like these other people like you. You don't know what the hell I am. I don't know what you are. We're not seeing. They, the whole point is to make people conform to some kind of... Um, I just, it's a, like some kind of mass hypnotic state where we have no individual uh, insight or value. Where we, if we don't all look at, and, and if you don't believe me, look at the young women on Instagram that every different race, every different color, and they all look like they're the same face. They're all trying to get the same. You could have five different nationalities and they're all trying to look like Angelina Jolie is just a different complexion or a different wig on top of dig different color hair color on top of it or whoever it is that they're modeling that they, they say in the Asian countries it's like they bring in the picture and they don't realize is that everybody's brought in the same picture and that they're all doing what's akin to plastic surgery taping their faces painting their faces latex applications doing all of this so much of their life is about what they look like because they can't function as a human being 
unless they look like some uh, false ideal or some kind of robot, like a Lego piece. Barbie. Barbie is mass produced. Meaning you're a doll. All these girls that are emulating dolls, and, and I hate to say it, a lot of them are not girls, but they're being uh, promoted to emulate dolls. Well, dolls don't talk. Dolls don't think. They just sit on the shelf and look pretty. And, and they will melt in the heat, in the sun. They cannot withstand the pressure. Whereas women out here that are making ends meet for their families, that are trying to push for things in in their their jobs and stuff like that. There's what I'm saying to you is a lot of people are making it. I I don't know how they're doing it, but they're having to resort to using their sexuality to get what they need. And that is that is that's a compromise. It is a part of the satanic corruption that you're selling you 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 really are selling your soul just for survival. You have girls in the hood that will do whatever it takes to get these surgeries so that so that they can be taken care of and taking care of their kids, but they're not thinking about anything. Nobody in in our society is being geared to think about social ills or you know, how to create things, how to ameliorate problems within the black community. And, and, and if there were anybody who doesn't agree with me, if they were grooming people to do that, the black community would be in a better state than it's in. They, they have not allowed anyone who's not about those things to get any kind of platform, to be any kind of an image or to, um, mobilize or inspire anyone in our community to rise in a different way from education, from ingenuity, from whatever. It's just not there because all they're pushing down people's throats are programming of, uh, you know, housewives. If you're truly about the liberation of women, then you're not telling her that, you know, by by having that show on, by having five different housewives of, uh, you know, Decatur, Florida, housewives of, uh, you know, I don't know, Newark, housewives of, you know, Hole in the Wall, housewives Encino or wherever. When you have so many shows that you're telling women, this is how you're supposed to act. This is what's cute. And this is what's not cute. And young women are seeing that and they're conforming to it. Why is all this stuff relevant? Because it goes into your self-identity and what you think you are, what you think you deserve, and what you think you can do. And if women are so worried about their looks and they're not worried about what they can do, how are they going to be going for these jobs and competing against men who they say now men don't want to, you know, mentor them because they don't want to be accused of anything. If you don't see that something is going on and that it's deeper, I don't know what to tell you. But I'm trying to give you a pattern of systemic corruption and why things are the way that they are. 
the hiring, all these people that we're talking about in the government that are dirty, they are related. Get that in your head. They are related by blood. Black people. It's not just about, oh, they're giving it to these white people or, oh, la, 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 la. No, they're related. It's the same family. They're hiring their cousins. It's not just racism. It's it's nepotism is what it is. And that's why nobody can get in there to change anything. That's why there's no diversity to keep it honest. We thought we had a system of checks and balances, but what we're hearing from the courts is that we don't. Uh, when we're hearing this news from American intelligence media about how corrupt the, the court system is, it doesn't sound that way to me. Let's get back to it. I, I just thought it was important to say all those things. I don't hear any black people saying this and it needs to be said. And so I'm saying it. And I, I, I do have, I, I am going to highlight some black voices that, that are uh, not the regular narrative that you're hearing out of MSM. And I'm going to be highlighting it and we're going to be learning, you know, how people really think and feel. Because it's not out there, and they don't want it out there. So anyway, here we go back to the election. Had to leave. They're corrupt. They didn't want to get busted. Who stayed and ensconced themselves in their position? The old guards, so they can hold on to those committee leadership positions, because that's where the only oversight can happen, really, and it doesn't happen, and that's where they always walk it to a slow death. So we're going to see a lot of the effort that came out of the House Intelligence Committee go to the wayside, uh, but it doesn't matter. In two years, here's the good news. There will be a 20%, 10 to 20% shift the other direction. So the House will absolutely go Republican next time. Well, look, I don't believe the House votes one iota because we know how man in the middle election rigging works. And I've got a link in the description box. Folks, you need to educate yourself to see that the election rigging doesn't occur just on the ground by illegals or people without ideas voting. This is also occurring in the digital realm. So we gave people plenty of notice to guard ourselves so that these votes would not be turned. But I, when I look at Debbie Wasserman Schultz having a 98,000 vote lead, or even when I looked at DeSantis' race, early on it was 60-40. Um, that would be DeSantis 60, Gillum 40. And then at the end of the evening, just the last few remaining liberal counties and precincts were there to vote. Oh, and I don't think that they could hold it. I think that that's as good as they could do, and they had to give DeSantis the win that he deserved. Absolutely, and that shows that no matter how much Soros money you have, a socialist doesn't necessarily get elected. But I think every House person needs to read our article, and if you're listening to this, you need to forward it to the candidate that lost in the House and challenge this election, and challenge them by making those ballots be counted by hand. We need to make sure that foreign agents did not count the votes for us. Absolutely, and I'll go to that in just a minute. But first, well, I you went, weren't getting there fast know, enough for me. This is like that hanging Chad thing, where it's like, remember that? I, I have it on the list in my brain. Okay. But the thing I want to say first is, the MAGA Democrats. Don't forget, there's more than twenty-three MAGA Democrats. So if you want to really say, does Trump have control of the House? Yes, he does. 
And they sway all the time. That's why he makes the joke with Pelosi. Hey, if you need some votes, you know, maybe we can get some Republicans to work with you so that we can get some work done. He's making a joke about the fact that the leadership in the Senate and the House are literally ran by the Chinese. In, in the, in the, with Mitch McConnell and his wife, of course, who's Chinese and the head of the Transportation Department, having massive shipping contracts that the gold goes into her purse and Mitch McConnell's. And with... Dianne Feinstein. Oh, yes. These old, old members of the Senate and Congress who hold these positions as leaders of these committees, that is where the power is. And as I say, if they have one of those positions, generally... If you even think that they're slightly corrupt, they have an offshore account and they're being paid for what it is they're doing. So now we're going to see that shift in the House and we're going to see Mad Maxine Waters go after Trump. We're going to see crazy Nancy Pelosi, who doesn't even know who the president is, go after whoever the president is. She doesn't know. But what we're also going to see is the MAGA Republicans got weeded out. If you're not a MAGA, then you're out. Democrat, there's some MAGAs and that they came over to Trump. Some of the Republicans weren't MAGA, they're out. That's okay. He's weeding the garden. He's getting his Trump team together. And when he changes it from MAGA to CAGA, keep America no, great it's always. CAG. So, I don't know whoever came up with these I, uh, a, slogans. I came up with the But they, they needed to think about what it sounded when we shortened it. Okay, let's get to the tweets. All no, right. no, wait, wait, wait. As you said, it was rigged. Now, what we told you is the following. We saw Soros came over, came over, gave $1.5 billion through the Atlantic Council to Facebook, Instagram, and other groups. We saw Eric Schmidt basically create Dragonfly, bring it over, control the news, the, new, the, uh, the um, digital news uh, uh, initiative. We got to see that free speech was squelched. If you're a conservative, you just got kicked off of these sites. Uh, they're supposed to be a platform for freedom of speech. No, they're not. We got to see clearly exactly what we were hoping we were going to see and what we have done for the last four months or so is reveal to you the corruption that happened last night. Now, we know that corruption happened and we know there's white hats who captured that corruption and now we're going to get it to Trump because for the 2020 election, the corruption we saw last night, which again, it took a red tsunami just to get the results that we got. Remember, that happened with Trump. One of the largest amount of votes given was to Trump. And now look at his, he's got the uh, popularity percentages of no president before him. It is not possible that it wasn't a tsunami. But when you look at the numbers, they weren't tsunamis because it was rigged. We showed you how it's rigged. We now get to go after the riggers for the 2020 to make sure it doesn't happen so that when the Senate and the Congress House goes totally Republican, he has four years of actually restoring our republic. Well, that leads us to the first tweet, um, and it is a quote from Ben Stein from the Capitalist Code. Trump tweets out, There's only been five times in the last 105 years that an incumbent president has won seats in the Senate in the off-year election. Mr. Trump has magic about him. This guy has magic coming out of his ears. He is an astonishing vote-getter and campaigner. The Republicans are unbelievably lucky to have him, and I'm just awed at how well they've done. It's oh. all the Trump magic. Trump is the magic man. Incredible. He's got the entire media against him, attacking him every day, and he pulls out these enormous wins. Absolutely another historic moment. And we need to remember that as I was standing in line to vote, 
I was surrounded by Trump haters. I could feel the hate coming off of them. And every person feel that they the voted hate. for was not the person they voted for. They voted for Hillary. These are Trump haters voting for Hillary. And then you have the Trump haters in all the mainstream media. And you have the Hillary supporters who, from her grave, they will still run her as president in 2020. It does not matter. Why? Because they can't get over the fact that the criminality is in their face. They've been subliminally programmed to accept this criminality and to go on as if it isn't, go, it isn't right in front of their eyes. So with the whole, entire mainstream media against him, he went out and he had these campaign uh, meetings that showed that he was the most popular politician in American history. And so therefore, they couldn't rig the votes against the people he was supporting. Now, could they? And so that's what we got to see. MAGA votes did not get manipulated, but where it did not count. Remember, Senate, Senate positions are the most corrupt positions in America. You do not become the senior citizen of a state, a senior senator from a state, unless you are getting paid under the table. And you certainly haven't been there for more than two or three terms unless you are corrupt, period. Wow. That's just the way that it is. Now, if you can find somebody that is not that way, okay, you're going to say Rand Paul. Well, but Rand Paul has a whole separate thing that he's doing that he also gets paid for. Don't forget, there's a certain corruption going on there, too. Oh. Because that's like a Bernie Sanders saying he's a true socialist or this, this uh, youngest person in, uh, ever. Uh, We're going to continue uh, this in part, too. So many people can only talk about Trump and what they did. Yes, the people did wrong things involving Trump. They did things against him, whatever. And that's horrible. But what they're doing against the American people is even worse. And you have got to make your will to live and your will to survive and taking action beyond whatever happens to Trump. It's got to be bigger than that, they could take Trump out. I want you to to absorb that. They're not if they did anything, they wouldn't really kill him. It would be fake, like they fake killed Kennedy, and Kennedy came back as uh, Jimmy Carter, and we know that, and that's provable. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if they go through that. Go through with that. We've already seen on The Simpsons where they killed him. And then what happens is all of you are in such shock that the person that you've been idealizing is gone that you don't know what to do next. You don't know what to do next. And they're hoping that your heart breaks. Remember, Max Spears says that's how they do it. You put such high hopes on the president, everything on the president, all the hopes of the world on the president. And then just like JFK, they took him out. And then the people are despondent and these people come in here and they do whatever the hell they want. Because if Trump fake died, these Democrats would do a dance on his grave. And they would happily just step in and take over if you don't have your wits about you, if you can't step up your game and say, well, whatever. We know he's coming back. We know he's not dead. We know he's not dead. And, and either way, that doesn't mean you're going to take over the planet. No matter, what, no matter what they do, you have to have another strategy. Because evil people are evil. Jealous people are jealous. No matter what they do, you have to survive. No matter what they do, they cannot win. 
Do, do, do we understand that? Conservatives. Stop with the, it's all about Trump. It's about you. You are on the line. Your children are on the line. If they take him out tomorrow, what, what other defense do you have? You have more power in yourself to enact more change, us collectively, than him in the seat of being the president. But we have to actually mobilize and we have to actually do it. Q is always telling you. He's, Q is always telling you. You have more than you think. You have more than you know. But just we're sitting around and we're looking and we're saying, well, they did this and they did that. And we'll have to stop them. And we'll just and we'll just stand behind Trump. And tr- what will Trump do next? And then we'll follow it and we'll see where it goes. No. Leadership. Each and every American citizen, we have to become leaders now, all of us. How many TV shows, how many TV shows do you see where there's some kind of, uh, there's some kind of attack or something like that? And people in the neighborhood are are having to step up and become uh, squadron leaders or have to protect the neighborhood in some kind of way. That's how we've got to start to think. And we've got veterans. We've got all kinds of talented, really smart people that need to not just be smart and sit back and and say, oh, you know, make their brilliant commentary from wherever. But don't get involved. Don't put themselves on the line, because if these people get in, you when they when they they're taking people from their houses in these in these in these uh, counties where they've used weather weapons to wipe out the county, that old woman who had the gun, she said, "I'm not leaving." They took her out of there. What are you gonna do if it comes down to that? And they say, "Well, oh, their state is totally red. Let's do a weather war in all, all the states that that protest what we're doing. All the states that think that uh, Jared looks like." planet of the apes yeah we're gonna we're all those states are gonna have storms and gonna have problems and we'll go and make sure we take their guns and we'll do some shootings in those areas so you know we shame those people and stupefy those people into giving up their weapons we'll collapse the economy so that they can't get food we'll cut off their food supply they got so many ways we don't know what the hell they can do remote control with the nanos we just don't know What is your plan beyond Trump? What can we do? I'm asking you, what can we do beyond Trump? What can the people do? You've got people like Robert David Steele that are thinking of things, but we, I don't see that on, I haven't seen it on any cue boards or whatever. I hope Q starts talking about that other than just sitting tight. And just being like, oh, we're winning, blah, 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 blah. Because that, that whole we're winning makes people think, uh, well, somebody else is going to check all the boxes and cross all the T's and everything's going to get done and uh, we'll just be saved and, you know, we'll just follow. And that's a major, major uh, part of wrong thinking. That's that's wrong thinking. 
We can't take anything for granted thinking that, you know, oh, you know, somebody else is going to take care of it. They're not. You see me sitting here. I have proved over and over my value and what I have done and shown directly how I created something and then they stole it and that I have no way. I have no way of, of fighting for it. I can't go to the police station. So you in your house, you have a business, you create something, somebody that has this technology spies on you in the government. They decide to do what they did to Michael McGibbon and just snatch up Facebook, even beyond his his uh, shareholders. They don't care about them. And they went and they made their millions. And these people have not been paid yet. What if that's you? Who are you going to tell? Who are you going to tell? If you're black and you already know that these police out here are doing stuff and there's, you, you, they could shoot anybody anytime and we know how it is. White people, you better be ready for it because everything that you've ever heard from a black person's mouth saying this is not fair and this is happening and why doesn't anybody care? That is about to happen to you on U.S. soil. You've never been black before, but you're going to be black. And you're not ready for it. You're not ready for white people's heads to be kicked in. And what you can't shame anybody because the troops that are going to be doing it aren't going to be American. They're not going to understand English. They don't give a damn that you're white. I'm here to tell you that internationally how people think and how they are is very different and as as an american they might see you as a piece of garbage and be glad to kick your head in and take your house i'm not trying to be a bearer of bad news i'm trying to tell you i'm trying to tell you people that don't get it how serious it is People that are like, well, I'm a Democrat and I'm just going to be loyal to the Democrats and I'm just going to listen to whatever it is that they say about women because I like it. It makes me feel good because I'm a woman and they're always telling me that I'm so special and like nobody can touch me in ways that I don't like. And yet those same Democrats are accosting men in the bathroom. Well, you know. Democrats are the only one to stand up for LGBT and somebody should do it. First of all, that's not true. There are many conservatives that champion gay rights. And I don't hear nobody in the Democratic Party saying anything. Even they don't even want to investigate this gay dude that Cory Booker accosted in the bathroom. It is such a double standard. It is ridiculous. And you don't hear a pin drop about it. Every ed, every issue that they're using is a wedge issue to tear us and separate us from each other. And we've got to understand that nobody should be raped. Nobody's junk needs to get cut off until, unless they decide to cut it off when they're of a mentality and age to cut it off. We have a campaign to depopulate this planet. There is a war on human kind. Maybe nobody else is going to tell you because A, they don't care. B, they want to make money off of you. C, they want to come off like they are. Oh gosh, I am like the queen of tranquility and um, 
I'm just going to send you good spirit through the phone, through the through the television as you watch me. My beauty will just totally mesmerize you and you'll keep watching. I'll do hand signs in your face saying praise Satan and all this other stuff and you'll just you'll just love the sound of it. You just the just the sound of my voice saying to you, "Yeah, Jesus, yes." And this is how these people are doing it. They're doing it. In our faces, they are doing these hand signs that say that represent Satan, which is anti-human, which is the the eating of children, the putting of fetuses in food. They're doing that. And then you go out and you buy their 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 music. And you watch their 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 television shows and their movies right in your face. You want to be them, but you don't know who they really are are and everybody wants to get on top of me and what I should be doing what should you be doing because they got you understand that they've got you on the slave rat wheel and you don't have time to think about the stuff that I'm telling you that is on purpose there is a song I mean I I I hate every time I talk about these people I know that I am giving uh you know giving them uh, relevance. But you need to really listen to this song by Katy Perry because they are telling you to your face what the hell is going on. It's called Chain to the Rhythm. And we're going to go through these lyrics because this person is singing to you right now. Are we crazy? Living our lives through a lens, trapped in a white picket fence, like ornaments. Let's go back to that. I don't know. They're telling you right in the song. And yet when you try to tell people, they say, oh, you know, why are you, are you just, you know, uh, you probably need to get laid or something like that. No, honey. You better wake it up. What is she trying to tell you in this song she's saying turn it up turn it up it's your favorite song dance and dance to the distortion come on keep it on repeat stumbling around like a wasted zombie yeah we think we're free drink this one is on me so it's just like in the bible where it says there will be those that are just like you know eat drink and be merry 
You know, it's the end times. What can we do? Just, you know, party till it ends. And and in the Highlander last night, if you just heard my broadcast, uh, the giant says, you know, better to burn out than to, I don't know what he was saying, than be boring or whatever. No, your eternal soul will be boiling for eternity. It's not even a joke. It's not even a joke. Here's her next uh, verse. Are we tone deaf? Keep sweeping it under the mat. Thought that we could do better than that. I hope we can. But the problem is that the time is running out. So when do you think you're going to do it? When, when, do you, when are we going to do it? rose-colored glasses on and party on (laughs) they're laughing at us they are laughing at humankind it's a joke we we analyzed with uh with uh casey of uh enter the stars reloaded and an episode of charlie's angels where they as transhumans uh because they're men that they transformed into women that they were demons first and that they're running around in a maze after the cheese. They're talking about you. They're talking about you. Are you listening to this music that you're listening? You're not listening to it. You're spacing out to it. There's the song, the song by Daft Punk. Y'all all need to watch the video again. One more time. Where these uh, little cute aliens, they're dancing their butt off like it's 1999, and it really is. And then these people are coming to do what they do, and they, they, they have no preparation. And they probably do have a clue, and they're just not going to do anything. I, I don't know what else can tell you. But you need to really, all these songs that you're listening to, every movie that you're watching, think about it. I'm not saying don't watch it. I'm saying, yeah, watch it. Because they're telling you. And by you not doing anything, you're co-signing it. I'm doing everything in my power. Because I don't want to see, I don't want to see children hurt. And we know that children are being hurt. If you've looked at any of the artwork involved, so-called artwork involved with the Pizza Gate and the Pedo Gate, and you really aren't curious enough to wonder why law enforcement has not looked into any of this stuff, won't even, nobody's on any charges, only one person goes down, if that, and it continues and continues, you know, we, we think it's a joke. I hate to turn to Katy Perry again, but it just seems like they must be choosing her to, to, to tell people stuff because she's got this song, um, the song about uh, Bon Appetit, where she's, she's telling you, she is telling you that 
uh, you know, that they're eating human beings. And then at the same time, when, when people try to tell you, you're saying, oh, don't be mean. You're being mean. Mean to the, the, the people eaters. Is that possible? You need to li- let's listen to some Katy Perry together. Because she's going to tell the truth right now. Listen to this. Y'all need to hear this. She's in a plastic bag on her bed. They're going to cut her up. This is a video. tell you right now they are kneading her like pizza dough that's the video is her rolling around in some dough with like 20 chef boyardees giving her a rub down now they're throwing carrots on her private parts she's not even talking about you people better wake it up I don't know what to tell you. You don't get it. Now they got her in an oven. It's like some episode of um, Tales from the Crypt where those neighbors had those visiting people and they were like, yeah, we'll have you for dinner. Had them, you know, eating all these hors d'oeuvres. And then they're like, oh, you want to get in the hot tub in the jacuzzi? And I didn't tell you what, what they did after they got in there. You people better wake it up. We're not dealing with human beings. I, I was I was saying a lot of jokes. I kind of got away from what I was talking about with the election. But <coughs> to the youth, to the youth, I'm talking to the youth. Um, unfortunately, I don't know if you can look to older people for leadership. You have to just have your brains about you. Because there is no there there is no leadership. You are responsible for your life. And that's it. And I'm, I am proof telling you that there may not be anybody to help you. There may not be anybody to help you. They are just going to do what it is that they do. And you better have another plan. Let's get back on the job. Better have a plan, people. Mr. Rhyme, because I would have said, and keep them on their toes. Because... This is why they have us on surveillance lockdown. So they know, oh, who is going to do what? Oh, these are the brain. Everybody's got to have a brain. There's nobody that's sitting in the back of the bus, sitting in the back of the car and don't drive and don't know where the hell you're going straight off a cliff. We have to be unpredictable. And what they think they can predict is that we are all going to just lay down and that the fluoridation has just taken over our minds. It hasn't, people. What are we waiting on? I just do not know. I do not know. But I'm coming back to you with some uh, 
with some more information.